G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. On today's show, we are discussing how to punt points, how to uh, ignore the points category so you can win your fantasy league. Let's go. Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Not a game. Not a game. game. We're talking about practice. LeBron changed with no regard for human life. Everything's possible. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Hoopball. That's the first time we've said that. Um, big shout out to the, the guys over at Hoopball for bringing us on board. We're very excited to be part of the, the family underneath the Hoopball umbrella. It allows us to do lots of things and there are lots of exciting things coming your way uh, as a result. So shout out to Hoopball. My name is Mitchell Casey. You can find me on Twitter at NBA. And as always, I'm joined with my good mate, Callum Mack. How you doing, man? How you going, man? Um, as I said, I'm the fantasy guru, and, and we're locking that in, okay? The fantasy guru, here we go, the, the punt genius. Um, we're coming at you with some more punting uh, strategy podcasts. So we've, we've obviously already done a field goal percentage punt guide, a free throw percentage punt guide, and a general how to punt in fantasy basketball pods. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to those podcasts. All really good, uh, valuable information. Um, depending on the first part you get in your draft, you might be uh, more in tune with another one. Repeat the listen, repeat the watch if you if you need to. Uh, but today we're talking punt points. It's a um, I don't want to say unpopular, but it's a it's a difficult punt. And a less common punt than some of those other percentage categories uh, there, Cal. So, before we get into the nitty gritty stuff, what what would you say in general? Uh, uh, some things to be considered in terms of punting points, and when would you choose to ever punt points, or would you choose to ever punt points uh, for fantasy basketball? I mean, look, me me personally, I'm not super in love with punt points. Um, Look, it, it can work. It can work. But I, I look, I like players that can get up some buckets. Um, it's exciting when your player goes to 50. Obviously, that won't be the case if you have this punt guide. But then again, um, if you like a bit of defense, if you like the counting stats on defense, this is this is the punt guide for you. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. And, and for that reason, that's why this punt strategy can be very effective because everybody loves points. Everybody loves players that score points. And for that reason, players like that, don't get overdrafted because it, it's funny. If you need points, you have to get it early because all the best players in fantasy basketball score lots of points. Um, you know, in your first round, you think about all those guys who are averaging nearly 30 a game. You've got Bradley Beal, you've got Steph, you've got Giannis, you've got um, uh, Luka Doncic, you've got Jason Tatum. All these guys, Joel Embiid, Jokic, all these guys are putting up huge points. Now, um, so... When you take out of that equation the value of points, um, there's a lot of value that you can have with players that otherwise might be overlooked because they don't score that many points per game. So it is it is one of the reasons why I do think that this is a, a good strategy. However, I do think that is a, it is a difficult uh, punt to to go off because those points are so alluring. And um, when, when we take it off the, the board, it sort of leaves us... Um, Wondering what we have to do. What, what are some other advantages to punting points, Cal, that I, that I haven't listed? 
Um, as I said before, I think the main couple of things are the defensive stats. So your steals and your blocks, you should be able to home in on and be really dominant. And I also think um, rebounds as well, because you'll find that usually uh, punt points, usually the big men don't put up the points side of things. Yep. So th- there should be a lot of pretty good big men on the table for you to grab. Um, so you, you really should be winning your points. I'm um, sorry, you sh- uh, your rebounds and your blocks. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I agree with that. It pairs well with like a good free throw percentage three-pointer uh, punt build. It's actually a strategy that I'm using in one of my dynasty leagues at the moment, and uh, it's going pretty well. I think I think that, you know, you get players like uh, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons, and uh, a lot of young big guys that come through the league, and, and you can get some really good, really good fantasy stats contributing your way. It also, uh, one last thing in the advantages side of things, it also reduces the variability in your percentage stats because you're not having guys that take... 30 shots a night or 25 shots a night, if they do have a poor game, if they do have a poor shooting night in terms of the percentage category, it's less of a hit, for example. So um, it's easier to maintain those good percentage if you are trying to look after your free throw percentage, if you are trying to look after your field goal percentage. So um, for that reason, it, it is something that is that is easier to maintain uh, than if you've got higher volatility players. But let's let's get into it. Let's talk about some some notable players who benefit from this build. Um, I'll throw it over to you, Cal. Who are some guys that uh, benefit from this build that come to the top of your head? Um, I think the most classic guy is Draymond Green. This has been yeah. the build for him. If you do a punt points, you got to get Draymond Green. He's yeah. the number one, first <laughs> he's, and foremost. He's going to be the guy on the the front of this video. If you're watching along on, on YouTube, he's he's going to be the the thumbnail because he's the the poster boy for punt points. So um, yes, he he is an obvious one. And any other ones there, Cal? Um, 100%. I was with Draymond Green. He, he can't make a layup, but he can get a block. He can get a steal. Yep. He can uh, get an assist. He can get it all. He can <laughs> rebound. He, he does it all. Um, so a very highly valuable player without scoring much. Um, otherwise, I feel I feel like the Robert Covingtons of the world has been pretty good in this build um, recently. And then I, m- more recently, you can go the uh, Matisse, Thibault, the uh, Aussie. Yeah, the Aussie, the boomer. The boomer, the bronze medalist, uh, Matisse Thibault. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, uh, so, some other guys I'll throw out there. Um, you've got players like Nerlens Noel, even someone like a Rudy Gobert, Jonathan Isaac, Jakob Pertl. There's some young big men coming through this year that are potential breakouts, although with some updated Yahoo rankings um, in the last day or so. Maybe some of that value is taken out with Robert Williams, um, Isaiah Stewart as well there, um, who I think are going to be very valuable this year, particularly in a punt points build. Um, so lots, like we said, lots of big men there. I'll also shout out uh, TJ McConnell, who was huge last year uh, with his assist steals and field goal percentage, but obviously didn't put up many points. So a lot of guys in there that, uh, you know, pair along well nicely with a punt free throw and threes build. So that's why I sort of highlighted the, that pairing before. So you can get um, some good pairings. So we talked about points, threes, and free throw percentage, but are there any other sort of pairings that we can add alongside a punt point strategy uh, that you can think of there, Cal? Not, not realistically. I think um, if you go for a punt points, I personally just be on the the threes or the free throws with it. Yep. Do you have Do you have a suggestion? Please. Uh, well, I was going to say maybe you could try a punt points and assists. You know, if you want to, you know, uh, you know, if you if you punt points and assists, naturally your turnovers are going to be really well looked after. Um, so you're going to have a really strong category there. You might be able to load up on some. I don't know. It, then then you're almost like punting the threes as well naturally. I feel like, yeah, you still have to punt one of the free throws or the threes yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I think it can be done, obviously, but when you get the big men, 
Yeah. Um, obviously, that's what a punt assist. You get, usually get a lot of big men. Uh, the three throws usually go down when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but even then, you could even go the four punt strategy where it's points, threes, free throw percentage, and assists. And you concentrate all your value in field goal percentage, rebounds, blocks, steals, and turnovers. I will say on that one, and a commenter pointed this out on one of our recent videos, that in a lot of these like four-category punts, there usually is a swing category that is the decider for you. Um, and more often than not, it's steals because everyone gets steals. You know, the Steals doesn't really discriminate uh, in a clear way in fantasy. So there's a lot of big guys that get steals, a lot of, a lot of guys that get steals as well. So um, I, I do want to highlight that and, and shout out that, that viewer that did comment that because I do agree. If you are going with one of those four-category punt strategies... Really crucial to get big steals in high volumes uh, early in the draft uh, as well. So, uh, would you, would you agree with that there, Cal? It always does seem to come down to steals at the end of the day. Yeah, no, hundred percent does. It's been a few weeks I lost on the steals, which is um, it's pretty pretty annoying. But yeah. I, I will say, look, a big boost um, in this one is I think naturally the turnovers is a big mm-hmm. boost. So when you're picking a team, you probably don't have to focus a whole lot on the turnovers because you should be pretty damn competitive. Yeah, it's not something I naturally like to do because uh, the best players produce more turnovers. But at this build, it sort of naturally happens anyway. So without you even really having to take care of it, you'll, you'll look at your team at the end of the draft and go, oh yeah, my team is pretty good in turnovers. But if you're going in with that like aggressive four-category punt, then I would be making sure that my turnovers are looked after. Because of course, that is one of your five categories that you have to win every week if you're going really aggressive in that strategy. All right, let's go into... Some pitfalls and traps. I think there are a few pitfalls and traps in this build. Um, the first thing is, and we spoke a little bit, a bit, little bit about this in the percentage categories. You don't have to be necessarily the worst team in points. You don't necessarily have to avoid players that score lots of points because, like we said at the top, the best players in fantasy basketball will score a lot of points. In your first round, you're going to draft someone who scores 25 points or more. Um, so don't avoid these players. Don't draft Rudy Gobert in the first round because he only scores 15 points a night. Um, you still want to grab um, one of those top players. If you turn off points or punt points on Basketball Monster, the top players are still the same. You know, you've still got Nikola Jokic, James Harden, Steph Curry, Carl Anthony Towns, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard. All those guys are still there. Um, so for this reason... I often don't go into a draft planning to punt points, but it's something that I would pivot to after rounds two, three, maybe four, if I notice that I'm already lacking in that category. What, what are your thoughts on this approach in terms of pivoting to, to a punt point strategy versus going into it thinking that that's all you're going to do? I think um, it's definitely specific to you. Once again, you have to make sure your first rounder, your first round pick does fit this. Um, and there's, there's a couple of them. So, I personally, um, I guess we'll run down into them a bit further further on, but my yep. favorite guy for this is um, Nikola Jokic because, yeah, he puts up points, but that man's field goal is such a carry that um, because he is so good of if you, if you have Nikola Jokic in a pump points, you should be like freaking amazing in terms of um, your field goal as well. And then on top of that, um, on the swing, I love, I love being a first pick, take Nikola Jokic, and then on the swing, you could pick up um, some pretty damn good players in like a Jimmy Butler um, or, or someone else on that turn. Yeah, I like that. I, I do think that the big men lend themselves a bit more to this strategy. And, and if you want to keep the assists healthy, Jokic is a great way to go because obviously he gets like eight a game as a center, which is extremely valuable. Um, but like I said, you don't have to punt points with Jokic. It would only be if like on the turn you, you did draft a Rudy Gobert um, on that sort of 
That's exactly uh, what well, you yeah. can fall into a Rudy Gobert and a Jimmy Butler, just bang, bang. And then that's yep. a pretty damn good threes starting caliber guys for, yep. um, for your punt points. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's at that point, you're probably punting threes as well at that point as well. Um, you can decide on the fourth pick, you know, because Jimmy still scores your 20-plus points a night. Um, it's not a huge hole, but you have to be actively looking for points on the fourth and fifth round. Otherwise, if there's value like a Draymond Green or someone that coming around there, then that's when you decide, okay, now, foregoing that category, and I am uh, not giving a shit about points. Um, let's talk about some more uh, pitfalls. You still got to make sure you get a well-rounded team. So obviously, we highlighted a few other players before, like you know, your Nerlens Noel, Draymond Greens, Robert Williams, Rudy Gobert, uh, Jakob Pertl, Isaiah Stewart. You obviously you're getting a lot of field goals, you're getting a lot of rebounds, you're getting a lot of blocks, but not a lot else, not a lot of assists, steals. There's not a lot of threes there. So you've got to make sure that you're looking after at least five categories. I like to go six. I like to give myself a little bit of that buffer unless I can see some clear value um, and, and go for an aggressive punt. But making sure you're looking after at least five or six categories and not just winning 100 rebounds every week or 20 blocks every week. You know, Make sure you've got a well-rounded team. But what's, what's some advice in terms of avoiding becoming too heavy of a rebounds and blocks kind of team. Yeah, I think I think especially with the punt points, you really have to home in on it. As you're saying, your your five or your six. You you have to know pretty early on if you're gonna drop the threes, the free throws, or even both with with the points and then and then it's really lock it in and just go completely all in, put all your chips in and all the other categories. So you need to get guys to get you the assists, get guys rebounds will come naturally, turnovers should come naturally. So you really should be looking for the the assists, the steals and the blocks. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. All right, let's get into uh, a first sort of four-round pairing here, like a bit of a little mock draft that we like to talk. I guess in the first round, like I was saying before, I don't necessarily, on the graphic here, I've got Anthony Davis. I know you mentioned Nikola Jokic before. I put uh, Anthony Davis in here because he's the lowest point scorer that I'm projecting to go into the first round. However, you obviously don't have to punt points when you've got Anthony Davis, but I just think that of everyone in the first round, He's probably the lowest scoring player. Um, but like I said, I wouldn't be locking this in. If on the second round you get someone like a Bam Adebayo, a Rudy Gobert, who, you know, Rudy Gobert might still be a little bit early. I'm not sure if he's necessarily a second round player. He probably is a bit more of a third round player for me at the moment. Um, that's when you're starting to look at. What are your what are your takes in terms of the second round? Is there anyone that you think that you're drafting in the second round that automatically means you're punting points? Um, I think it's probably the third round is when it becomes pretty yeah, clear. I agree. Um, that that that'll probably be my main take. The third and the fourth round, you don't have to lock it in after the one and two. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think I think if you if you still go for the most amount of value possible in the first two rounds, that's why I've got players like Jimmy Butler and a Kyrie Irving listed on on the screen here as well, um, because I think that they're just very flexible players. You don't have to necessarily give up anything at that point. And then on the third round, we've got a few players listed here. You've got your potentially Rudy Gobert falls to the third round. You've got Chris Paul, who I think lends himself extremely well to a punt points. Big assist numbers, big steals, good percentages, low turnovers for a point guard. Uh, Draymond Green probably is a little early, but maybe if you're at the end of the third round, you could look at Draymond Green. Um, 
Miles Turner will give you those blocks. DeAndre Ayton gets a little bit of a boost in value with a punts point strategy. So there is a few players there. Anyone else that I've missed from that third round there, Callum? I'll probably say just as a general takeaway that um, obviously the assists are pretty hard to come by, especially if you don't land big Nikola in the first. Um, yep. Look, Jimmy can give you a bit of assists. Kyrie, I guess, a bit as well. But I think James Harden took the reins as the, the proper point guard for that Brooklyn team. So Chris Paul, you really should, if you want to go to pump points, you, and, and Chris Paul's down in the third round, I'd really be homing in. I think he's a pretty important piece um, to a successful point um, points punt. Yeah, I think I think he, in a per-game value, so if you turn points off, he is getting close to first-round value, really, in, in a punt points build. He is one of the few like point guards that actually gets a boost in his value. Uh, most players come down. Um, and even if he was just staying the same, the fact that everyone else is kind of regressed in their value in that punts point uh, build just makes him stand out a little bit more. But yeah, like we said, those steals and assists uh, and low turnovers from point guard is really, really valuable. So um, definitely someone who, if you wanted to lean that way, I would definitely be targeting. And if we go into the fourth round here, we've got players like, this is where it really starts to open up. You've got players like Lonzo Ball, um, uh, someone like Tyrese Halliburton, OG Ananobi, Rashawn Holmes. I've got a few others listed there. Uh, anyone else that you can think of at this point here? Maybe even if you're really keen, you could go someone like a Robert Williams, although I think you might be able to get him a bit later in drafts, but he seems to be surging at the moment, uh, the Time Lord. Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, a bit earlier on, I probably should mention Paul, but Fred, Fred Van Fleet, um, he's obviously more probably a second-round pick, but he's yeah. worth calling out. In, in this fourth round, you could even... Um, I think Nicholas Batum could be worth looking at with Ka- Kawhi out because... Um, really? In the fourth round? In the fourth round? I, I think mean, that's he, like, what, 50th pick, isn't it? Uh, in the fourth... I think, that's, I think that's really early for Nicholas Batum. I think you can get him a lot later in drafts. I know he, was, he might get a boost with Kawhi out, but I think, I think you can get him a lot later, personally. With, without the ADP data. Um, I'm looking at ADP. I mean, look, 46th ranked um, in points. It's pretty good. Yeah, really? Okay. That surprises me. 46. Let me just triple check that. I mean, he only averaged eight points a game. Um, a steal, 0.6 blocks. Yeah, he, he is somewhat... He got boosted. He got boosted pretty well. Um, I, I don't know. It, I mean, Royce O'Neal, he, he's probably a bit later, but um, that's, that's always a good fit for this team as well because... He kind of gives you everything pretty reasonably without the points, um, so he's always a pretty good fit. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I, I don't, I don't mind it. I just think, I think you'd be able to pick up those kind of players later. And so, in the interest of like maximizing value, um, you're not necessarily looking for players like we said that are shit at scoring points. You just don't care if they score points or not. You still need to look after those other other categories. So, if you might have deducted a player's uh, down a, a rank or two because they don't score that many, well then bring them back up a rank or two because you don't give a shit. Um, and and that, that's sort of where, where I'm sort of at uh, there. Um, anyone else I'm thinking of? I'm looking at also players maybe like a Jonathan Isaac is someone with those defensive stats, steals, blocks, um, gets you some solid rebounds. Another one that I really like. However, you do have those injury concerns. Not necessarily sure he's ready to go at the start of the season, so I would keep that in mind as well. Anything last thing to to touch on with the punt points category? It it like I said before, it's it's for not for the faint of hearted, um, but if you're interested in trying something new, you wanted to give it a go, and and you, you get Chris Paul or a Rudy Gobert in that third round, and follow it up with a Draymond Green, well then steer into it, my friend, steer into that that build, and um, I say go for it. What what are your final thoughts to wrap up punt points here, Cal? 
Um, yeah, look, once again, lock it in on, on that third or fourth pick um, and to see how it takes you. I, I Look, I'm not super sold on it. I've never done it before. So maybe it's a challenge to myself. Maybe I should do it this year. Yeah, yeah. Give it a go. Give it a go. I'm, I'm finding it all right in my dynasty league because, because everyone else is sort of pretty pretty keen, pretty up and excited with their Kevin Durant and Bradley Beals. And I'm just sitting over here with my Ben Simmons and, and all these other guys and crushing and assists, rebound, steals, blocks. So... It, it is a sneaky way to, to win, but um, definitely, definitely do your research. Do a lot of mock drafts beforehand to practice it because it is a, a difficult strategy. Well, that'll do it for us today, guys. Uh, if you're watching along on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up. It really helps. If you have any questions about any of these punt builds or any strategy in general when it comes to fantasy basketball, please let us know in the comments. Uh, we like to get to as many comments as possible. Uh, and if you're listening over on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, and again, a special shout-out to the guys over at Hootball. Check out their website. They're excellent for fantasy updates and news. Until next time, catch you later.